You are listening to the Reality Steve podcast with your host, Reality Steve. He's got all the latest info and behind the scenes juice on Rachel and Gabby's upcoming season of The Bachelorette and interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. Now, here's Reality Steve. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to podcast number 288. I'm your host, Reality Steve. Thank you all for tuning in. Great show for you this week. Temptation Island finale and reunion show was this past Wednesday night. We got two of the main characters from that show. First up, Tommy Soltis, and then the woman that he was involved with this season, Jillian Lieberman. We're going to talk to them separately uh, momentarily. Obviously, there's a lot going on in the world this week, and, um, you know, uh, there's what happened in Texas at the school shooting is weighing on a lot of people's minds, and, you know, I'm in support of everything that's going on, all the help that people are sending. I've donated myself. I hope I put the link on my Instagram page if you guys feel the need to donate to the families in need, please do. Uh, It's just a terrible situation all around. There's, it's frustrating. I know for everybody, including myself that, you know, this happens all the time and, you know, thoughts and prayers. And then in a week, everyone's going to forget it and move on with their life until it happens again. And, you know, it's just, it's very, it's frustrating. It is very frustrating. And, um, you know, I hope we as a country can get through this because it is, is devastating to, see the stories, to see the pictures. It's just, you know, at some point you just, I I, I can't even, it's like, you know, people say the media glorifies these and, um, you know, that's what leads to other ones because we put out the name of the shooter or their face or something like that. And it's just like, do you, do you not want any coverage of this? Do you want 19 kids to be massacred at a school and the news never talk about it? And you, in these in these children's faces, don't ever cross your mind, and they're just forgotten. I don't think that's the way to handle it. It's not a glorification. We're not glorifying the shooters. Yeah, maybe their name is out there and their face is out there, but I don't think there's any glorification of you know and sensationalizing the media. It's just oh, the rhetoric around this is just so frustrating, but. You know, if you can do anything you can, please do. I have the link on my Instagram bio now um, to donate. Um, and you know, if you feel the if you feel the need to, please, please do. There's no real easy transition uh, from what happened this week, but we got to move on. This show is, um, you know, about reality TV, and we're going to talk to two people that were on a finale of a reality TV show this week. So. Um, like I said, no real easy transition, but um, obviously I know Bachelorette is uh, on everybody's mind, and we got our first promo with Gabby and Rachel. It's just, you know a take on the Mean Girls movie. Um, we've had better promos, we've had worse promos. I don't really care about the promos of this show; it just doesn't do anything for me. Obviously, I know there's going to be a promo every season. I don't need to dissect it. I don't need to... It's like, okay, there it is. We've had better ones. We've had worse ones. Um, no new news to report in regards to spoilers or anything like that. Obviously, I'm hearing a lot of things. 
and I hear things, but I don't report things until I can, you know, get them confirmed. And um, I just don't have enough things confirmed yet, and we still got over a month to go before the first episode airs. So clearly, when I can get more solid information on anything about this season, I will absolutely uh, relay it to you when I can. Bachelor in Paradise. That's a little more topical because I can tell you that filming uh, begins. I don't know the exact date of filming, but I know the contestants are leaving at the end of next week. So you'll start seeing people on Instagram, the contestants that you pretty much know are going to be on this season. Uh, you're going to see um, on their Instagram accounts, you know, either not shutting down or going. They don't have to go private. It's not. They don't treat it like the Bachelor, the Bachelorette, where they make everybody go private until the filming is all over. It's a lot more free flowing. They're not as strict. You pretty much know a lot of the people that are going to be there. We went over this last week. You know, from Katie's season, you're going to get your Andrews and your Justins. Uh, from Michelle's season, Brandon and Rick and Olu definitely going to be there. Um, a lot of Clayton's women are going to be there. Serene and Genevieve and Eliza, Kira, Cassidy, Hunter, uh, Jill, Sally, the girl who rejected Clayton's Rose before the show even started. There's already something going on between her and Justin. He's talked about it on a podcast. Sierra, Teddy. Yeah, you know these people are going to be there. Um, I do have a few that I heard that um, I heard are going to be there. Uh, Rodney is going to be there. Uh, he finished fourth, obviously, on, on Michelle's season. Um, Michael Aleo is going to be there, the single dad from Kate Katie's season. He's going to be there. I also heard James Bonsall is going to be there as well. And he is, you know, remember last season he left with Aaron. And if James is going to go on, I'm assuming Aaron is going to be there at some point. You know, I don't know if they're going to make it a big, you know, shtick thing again and have them leave again together if something doesn't work out between Aaron and somebody and James and somebody. I heard that James is going on. I haven't heard Aaron is, but I haven't heard that he isn't. So he clearly could be someone that goes. Um, But. Yeah, Rodney um, is definitely going. I know there was talk about him possibly dating a girl in Austin. I don't have no idea on the situation. I just know he's going to be in Paradise. Um, Michael is uh, going to do Paradise. James Bonsall is going to do Paradise as well. So, which shouldn't be much of a surprise. He was one of the bachelors on the you know Bachelor Live on stage, and clearly still single. And um, and if he's going to do it, I gotta believe Aaron's going to show up at some point. But in terms of who's going to be First on the beach, you know, we don't know any of that yet. It's just, it, That's going to be a while before we get everything down like that. But I know people start leaving next week. And even if they leave next week, that doesn't necessarily mean they're going to be first on the beach. Because you can be in the first group to leave and you're kept in a hotel for 7 to 10 days. I mean, it's happened numerous times in the past where... You know, producers basically lie to you and tell you you're going to be first on the beach, and that's why you leave early. And then they're like, oh, and they come to your room, like, oh, we decided, you know, to hold you off for a little bit. We're going to hold And they're in there for seven or 10 days. So there's plenty of stories to go around through the years where people have left early and been part of the first group of people that left and still didn't, weren't part of the first group uh, on the beach. It's usually what, 16 to 18? And then throughout the course of the season, you're going to have close to 35 people that at some point show up. So there's a lot of people that are going to be down there. And I just you know named a few, maybe 15 of those. But there's obviously going to be more that we don't know about yet. 
Uh, hopefully I'll figure uh, and hear some stuff out throughout the course of the season. But um, you got to figure a lot of Clayton's women are going to make up a majority of the female cast. And there's going to be quite a few guys, probably six to eight, six to nine guys from Gabby and Rachel's season that are going to be there. Uh, we don't know who yet, but it's just the show's been on seven years. We know their formula on how they cast. The Bachelor season that aired that calendar year is going to produce the most females that are going to show up on the show. And they'll always have at least six to about eight of the Bachelor at season that hasn't aired yet, or maybe one or two episodes that aired when they start it in May, when they used to start it in May, um, those people show up. But last year, remember, Katie's season didn't start till June 7th, and they had already started filming Paradise right around that weekend. So nobody down there knew who Aaron was and what his storyline on the show was, or who Thomas was and what his storyline on the show was, or James, or anybody for that matter. They didn't. They had never seen any of Katie's men on TV yet. They just knew them through the launch of the cast and we're going to get the same thing. Nobody's going to know anything about Gabby and Rachel's men's storylines unless one, I, well, I'm not going to have any by next Friday in terms of storylines for any of her guys. So all they're going to know is anything that I have reported and you know, whatever they tell them when they get down there. So expect that. And uh, it should be interesting. I mean, it's paradise is always, like I said, it's a lot looser. They're not nearly as strict if you see somebody boarding a plane, it usually means they're going out there. They usually don't try and hide it as much, but um, yeah, it's just going to be it's going to be an interesting show, uh, to say the least. Um, and then one last thing: the Reality Steve Fan Appreciation Party is a week from tonight in Las Vegas. Uh, I did a final I did a, a final not count, but I sent out an email to everybody that has um, RSVP'd. Uh, there were four that eventually uh, inevitably couldn't make it, so I do have some spots open. If not, we don't need to fill them, but if you live locally and you're just hearing about it for the first time or whatever, I could probably get you in at this point. All I need is a, a screenshot of your VAX card and um, just you know tell me you're coming. I'll put you your name on the list, and it's next Friday night at Mandalay Bay in Las Vegas. we got four people from the Joe Millionaire show this season that are going to be there. Amanda Pace, Annie Jorgensen, Jenny Alexandra, and Martin the Butler is excited about seeing Martin uh, there, and uh, they'll all be there for uh, the party where it's just, like I said, if, if you're unfamiliar with it, it's just a thank you uh, to my readers, to my listeners who have supported this podcast and my website and just uh, been there from the very beginning, and um, it's just a way for me to say thank you. And I throw a party once a year in Las Vegas and, and just have a get-together. We're just going to be... Um, there's going to be a raffle. Everyone will get a raffle ticket that shows up. It'll basically, with the amount of people we have there, you basically have a one in, probably a one in, uh, one in eight chance to win something. Because I think I have about 10 prizes to give away and there's going to be 80 people. So one in eight chance. And um, we've got a couple donations from uh, former podcast guests that have businesses uh, that donated gift cards. We've got, um, there's going to be some restaurant gift cards from uh, Mandalay Bay, and there's going to be some cash prizes to give out as well. So just a little fun thank you, and, a, and, a, and a, it's just my way of saying thanks, and um, open beer and wine bar and some food, and uh, good times to be had all around. But before we get started, I want to talk to you about today's sponsor. It is Dame Products. You know I've talked about this before in the past. 
When you think reality, Steve, what do you think? Yeah, you might think spoilers, but frankly, myself, you need to start thinking vibrators. Because with Dame products, they've got some incredible, pleasurable products. The Eva is their first and most iconic product. The first hands-free couples vibrator designed to enhance partner play without getting in the way. Let's be honest. Sex is better when everyone's enjoying themselves, right? That's why Dame Products designed the Eva, the first hands-free vibrator for couples. It boosts pleasure and connection for all with a little toy that won't get in the way. Use my exclusive code, REALITYSTEVE, for 15% off site-wide. They've got the Eva. They've got the Fin, which is a finger vibrator. They've got the Palm, a soft and flexible vibrator that bends to the curves of the body. They've got aloe-based lubricant formulated to the vagina's pH. It can be used for bodies and on the toys, and also sex oil and all-natural full-body massage oil formulated with arousing ingredients. So what are you waiting for? Try adding a toy into the mix and discover new layers of pleasure you can share, plus sex that you will look forward to. Use the exclusive code REALITYSTEVE at www.dameproducts.com. That's REALITYSTEVE for 15% off of your order at dameproducts.com. Without any further ado, let's get going. It's podcast number 288. First up is Tommy Soltis. Okay, let's bring him in. Uh, You saw him on this season of Temptation Island as one of the singles. He was involved uh, with Jillian. It is Tommy Soltis. Tommy, how are you? I'm good. How you doing, Steve? Thanks for having me on. You got it, man. Um, we saw the finale and reunion show uh, wrap up uh, an interesting season of Temptation Island uh, this past Wednesday night, said at least. There's a lot of things that went down with you, but I kind of want to start a little bit at the beginning in terms of your background and how you got cast on this show. Had had you watched the first three seasons? Were you aware roughly of what you were getting into here? Uh, yeah, I have watched the seasons before. Um I got cast because I was watching it at work with some of the work buddies and he loves the show and he told me to apply for it and ended up applying for it and got a call a couple of days later and then I ended up on the show. <laughs> what uh, What do you do for work? Uh, I'm a firefighter. Oh, you're a firefighter. Oh, okay. Yes. Well, thank you for your service. Um, appreciate oh, thank that. Thank you. Um, so going into this, um, what was your... You having watched it, you knew what the singles like what your quote unquote job is there. I mean, you're literally going on to a show to try and tempt someone who is in a relationship. So you can come out of it looking like a jerk, you look bad, you look good. I mean, there's just so many different ways people can take how you act on that show. Some singles are more um outgoing, flirtatious, maybe more over the top than others. What was your mindset going into this thing? Uh, I think my main mindset was, you know, we're going on this show. These couples are here for a specific reason, whether that's they are in a relationship they don't want to be in and they're trying to find a way out, whether it's they're having struggles in the relationship and this is what they need to get through those struggles. So in my head, it was I'm going to go on this island. I'm going to enjoy the experience of being on the island. I hope I can help somebody out. And at the same time, if something happens and it works out and I find somebody I want to be with, then I find somebody I want to be with. Um, So I think I just went into it with a super open mind and just 
trying to go there and get the best experience I can and hopefully help some people and also meet some amazing people along the road. What, was Jillian the one you were attracted to immediately? Was this was this a no-brainer for you? Yeah, definitely. Um, I had talks with all the girls, uh, I think the first day. Obviously, they don't show everything, but I had talks with all the girls. Um, and I love every single one of them, but I think Jillian, out of all of them, was the one that's stuck and we like had really good conversations it was easy it just flowed really well and i think at that point it was okay i've had conversations with the other girls and it's not really connecting on that level and i had a conversation with jillian and it flowed it went well i ended up liking her after the first few conversations we had and you if i'm not mistaken i obviously am trying to remember off the top of my head Every date you went on was with Jillian except one, right? Didn't you go on one with Ash? Wasn't that one of them? Or yeah. It was Ash, right? Yeah, I went on I went on the second date with Ash. She Ash. asked me on the second date. Yeah, and then everything else was with Jillian. So you got I mean, you guys were essentially coupled up the whole time, you and Jillian. And um yeah. you know, when you when you when you're watching it back versus what you experienced on the island, obviously it's a television show and we've only got an hour every week which is really 40 minutes with commercials so there's so much stuff that's filmed and there's so much stuff that's not shown was what you saw on tv pretty accurate from what you felt and went through on the island or were were there other things that um were there some things that just weren't shown or weren't shown enough of yeah i think it was pretty accurate i mean the first like four episodes, I really don't say much while I'm talking to Jillian. But in reality, I mean, we were sitting down having hour and a half conversations and I did have a lot to say to her. Um, so I think that was the only thing that really didn't get put on TV. I was myself the whole time and very open and honest with her throughout the entire show. So, you know, a lot of people say that TV edits you bad and all this. Ed- I was just myself. It's kind of hard to edit someone bad or edit them in a specific light when they don't change the whole show. And I felt like I did that. Yeah, I felt you did too. And when I was speaking with uh, Casey and Aaron, when I had them on the podcast, I I talked about it and I felt like that you, how old are you, Tommy? Uh, 25. Yeah. For a 25 year old, you handled yourself about as well as most 25 year olds on the show can, because I really think that, you know, just being 25 and going on a show like this where it's just like, hey, I I have the ability to hook up with, with somebody else and basically kind of no strings attached. And, I, you know, you I think everybody that watched you and Jillian all season could see that there was this clear connection, clear sexual tension between you guys that, at least what Jillian said uh, when she spoke with Edgar, that you guys never acted upon. She wouldn't have, but she had set, you know, a boundary in her head that Edgar broke and not her. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we both had conversations, me and Jillian, and I think my big thing was you're in a relationship still. We're in this crazy experience. Obviously, we both have sexual tension and we're getting along with each other, but acting upon those things in such a crazy situation is not good for either of us because, one, I'm going to – like if I sleep with you, um, I just destroyed a relationship and two, you're sleeping with me and now you're destroying a relationship that you came here to fix. So I think it was, yeah, we were making out, we were in the shower or whatever people want to see or think that happened. But really it was just 
me being there to support her. I really did like her. I didn't want anything to be misconstrued and come off like I was just there to have sex with her. Um, I think, yeah, I mean, I I was just thinking about both myself and her and the situation we were in. So once, once she saw the bonfire of Edgar having sex with Marissa, did it get closer? Did it get to a point where she might've just been out of frustration wanted to, and you still were just like, Hey, I don't want to do it out of basically a, well, he did it. So I'm going to go do it now. Did that ever come up? Um, no, I think I, we we really just kept the the same thought process through the whole time. And she was extremely upset. And I think her being upset actually pulled her away from the situation more because she's coming into reality like, holy shit, my boyfriend just slept with another woman. So I think it became less likely we were going to do anything after that situation happened. Okay. Got it. I mean, it's, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, it does. And you know, Jillian Edgar had a really, (sighs) I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to talking to her. Um, I'm going to speak with her after I, after I record with you, but they have a very interesting relationship after of what I saw and what we all saw play out on television. Um, one of the things in the big sticking point with Edgar, all season from the very first bonfire was this promise ring fiasco that um, yeah. he just I, look, I, I don't want to discredit Edgar's feelings because those are his feelings and that's the way he felt. But I think a lot of us watching at home and shit, I'd love to talk to Edgar about this sometime. I just think a lot of us watching at home were like, he really seemed to overreact to something that I don't think Jillian was like, Oh my God, I'm never going to put this thing on again you know, fuck him. Like it just, it really seemed like he took that promise ring from the very first bonfire and it messed with his mind for a month, the whole time he was there. It just seemed like it was a bit much. I mean, when you, you looking at it from the outside watching the episodes back, what did you think? Yeah. I mean, I, I definitely agree with that. It, it was a lot to be stuck on for weeks, Yeah, especially because she didn't take it off the whole show until he slept with marissa she even had conversations with me about how she does like the ring and wants to keep wearing it um and i think he just forgot where he was and the fact that you're on temptation island and you're gonna you're gonna see things that producers want you to see that's gonna fuck with your head and they know that's gonna fuck with your head yeah and i think he really got away from why they were both there and that was to you know, work on each other and not focus on one thing that happened because they both have made mistakes in the past. They both have fucked up and he needs to know that they both fucked up. And, you know, it's not all on him. I mean, he's a great guy. And I think he did wait a long time for anything to really go down with Marissa. Um, And I'm sure him seeing me and Jillian together did not help that situation, especially along with the promise ring. But I agree. I think it took too long for him to get. I mean, he never did get past it, but I think that was, it was a little too much. Yeah, I think, and I was just going to ask you, kind of, you kind of answered it in that in that last answer. But I was going to ask you, is if you thought Edgar having sex with Marissa was basically out of revenge because he thought you and Jillian had had sex? Because I believe, um, I believe him having sex with Marissa happened after he saw the clip in the shower, which. You know, like you said, people just jump to conclusions that it did happen in there, and you know, Jillian said it didn't. So, do you yeah. think that added to it that he 
went forward with Marissa, Marissa with that because he was just at a point where first it was the promise ring and now this. Oh my god, I'm I'm done. I got I now I'm going to act out. Yeah, I I think he really did like Marissa and I think when he saw that and it went through his head that we were being intimate in there, um, that it gave him the freedom to act on the feelings he did have for Marissa for the entire show. So I think it gave him like the, it gave him the thought process of, okay, it's happening. She did it. Like I'm going to further, I'm going to go further with the feelings that I do have for her. So I think he already knew what he wanted, but it just gave him a reason to act on it. You know, and after watching it back and, and, and watching the reunion show, okay, I just like, what are your thoughts overall on Edgar? Because the consensus among the singles, when you when you sat there and watched the reunion show, at least what was shown to us, the viewers, was a lot of the singles, you know, talking to each other saying he's, you know, almost like sad for him. Like, he's such a good guy and they felt bad for him. Like, and, you know, I don't know if that was the case with a lot of the social media uh, response to Edgar. Um, I think people were just tired of him crying and whatever, but you guys really seem to kind of have a soft spot for the guy. He seemed well-liked, even though he was kind of emotionally a mess. Yeah, I mean, they definitely show him crying a lot, and watching the show is definitely hard sometimes to watch because he cries so much. Yeah. Um, but I do, I do like Edgar. I got the chance to hang out with him after, and I mean, I have nothing against Jillian or Edgar. I had a great time with Jillian. She's an amazing woman. And I really like Edgar. I think what in our head is he's dealing with this too. And I feel like Jillian put a lot of pressure on him about the things that he did, but it's in my head is you guys have been in a three year relationship. He cheated on you in the first year, but it's still being brought up over and over and over again. It's either break up or forgive each other for what happened. So I think both sides were in the wrong. I like I like Edgar a lot. I like Jillian a lot, but I think a lot of people see, yeah, Edgar's crying a lot. Edgar's doing, but they don't see the behind the scenes. They haven't talked to him. They haven't sat down with him, and he is a good guy. Yeah, that's interesting. And like I said, I'm I'm impressed because you seem to take a different approach with Jillian than than other men have, according to her. Like it sounds like, based on what she said on the show, that men have basically thrown themselves at her, which immediately gave her the upper hand in any sort of relationship that he had. You seem to, you know, slow play it a bit. Was that on purpose? Is that normally your style? Or once you sensed from Jillian, her telling you that you just didn't want to be like apparently all the others. Um, no, I think it was, I think it was, I, that's how I am in real life. It's like, I, I have like my, my parents are a, huge example on me and my dating life and how to be with a significant other and they've always had their separate things that they really like and they always have the same things that they like but they've always given each other the room and space to go do the things they want to do when they want to do them and that's been a big influence on me and my relationships and being able to have space away from your significant other and not always be clingy and always be around them. And like I said in the show, that's not what love is. Love is giving somebody the space to do the things that they also love to do. And I want to do the things that I love to do. And in the house, you know, we're around each other for three weeks straight, straight every single day. And yeah, I wanted to be around Jillian, but at the same time, I also wanted to sit by the pool and hang out with the guys and just like relax for a bit and not always be 
in a so-and-so relationship with you. Um, so I think that was the main thing was just, hey, let's both take our space and let this soak in because we're in a crazy experience and you still have a boyfriend. Well, that seemed to be the, the one thing that kind of stuck out with Jillian when you did say that to her. I think it was when you guys were you know, laying in the bed together one time and you just said to her like exactly what you just told me and then she reacted yeah. like, wow, basically no guy's ever said that to me. Most guys yeah. basically just want to get with me. Uh, I mean, you know, and, and not saying that the Jillian was coming across as some sort of, you know, narcissist or anything like that. It was just, you know, men have just treated her probably did well, definitely, diff, definitely treated her differently than you did. And she just <laughs> didn't know how to react apparently and didn't know how to take it as opposed to, Oh, you know, I usually have guys essentially throw themselves at me and you didn't, which was a good thing, especially in on, on an Island where you're ba they're basically asking you to, they want you to, because it makes yeah. the show, it makes good TV. And, you know, cause I've always said this when I've talked to every couple, I, you know, I've talked to basically every couple that's ever been on the show for four seasons. And I've always said like, look, while <laughs> this probably isn't the place to go, if you're at a quote unquote crossroads in your relationship, you don't need to do this. You probably just need to, you know, go see a counselor or, or talk things out, but we yeah. appreciate you. We appreciate you as viewers because it's, it makes for great TV, but let's face it. If all four couples at the end of this show decided to stay together and there was no cheating, the show would be boring as hell. Like it just wouldn't be exactly, you know, it wouldn't be fun. Um, yeah. so it's good to always get one. Like, you know, you had, um, you know, uh, Julian and Kristen last year, and then you had, you know, Luke and Iris this season. It's good to have one. I'm, I'm, I'm always happy for at least one good love story, but I don't need four. Like it's yeah, <laughs> it wouldn't exactly. be, wouldn't be interesting. <laughs> um, so, you know, you were, you were one of those that with Jillian, it was just like, okay, I'm watching this relationship go on and, and I hear the things that you say to her. And then one other sticking point you guys had is she's in Florida and you are West coast, right? Where are you? Yeah, I'm in California. You're in California. So obviously that was brought up. I know it was brought up briefly on the show that we saw, but you know, what were you guys talking about in terms of post show? Cause you, like you said, you were together almost the whole time uh, with Jillian. It was obvious Jillian and Tommy were, were the couple. And, but then at the end she said she wanted to leave single. Was this a logistic thing? Was it a connection thing? Were you just not interested post filming because you felt, look, she's not ready. Even if I wanted to be with her, I I'd rather her figure her shit out first before her and I even bother exploring anything. Yeah. Um, I mean, I was very honest with her early on about how I felt and just, you know, seeing where things went. And I think one, yeah, the long distance, I can't do that. I've done it before. My ex-girlfriend was going to school in Boston and I was in California and it just didn't work. And I told myself I would never, ever do long distance again because um, it just doesn't work. It's too hard. Um, I also think that she was also going through this crazy experience, just got out of a relationship. So in my head, it's like, do I really want to be with someone that's just getting out of a three-year relationship? And I think I was also at the headspace of, I really enjoy being around Jillian. She's an amazing woman. And I still think she's an amazing woman, but is this the person for me? Is this the person that I want to really be in a relationship with? Um, and me and Jillian had the conversations and, you know, I told her and I told her in the finale, one of the finales that I think we're better as friends. Even if we do have feelings for each other, I think we're better as friends. And I think she also 
knew that when she took a step back from the situation and wasn't just bombarded with this crazy situation we're both in and breaking up with your boyfriend and having another guy around you all the time and having someone to support you. And I think that's what I was for her. And hopefully I helped her through that. And I was there to support her and hopefully I gave her some good life advice. And she also helped me through the show. And I think, I think it turned out for the best. Yeah. I mean, I think the way you handle it, like you said, you said that I'm going to think the final date with her, the overnight date with her. And it was yeah. just, it was like, okay, these two, you knew Jillian, uh, at least I thought, she was going to leave. Um, she wasn't going to leave with Edgar. And Edgar, I, I had assumed, was either going to leave single or leave with Marissa. And he basically you know, did yeah. both. He first said, I want to leave by myself. And then said, well, I want to you know, see Marissa. But um, I, I think it's such, a, it's such a weird dynamic because you brought it up. And we have seen couples, and they haven't really lasted very long, but you know, one of the four couples that comes into the show and leaves with someone else. Um, I don't think there's been a successful one yet in four seasons that have lasted very long. The closest one was season one with Evan and Morgan, and that turned into a giant shit show. So um, I don't think that, you know, that, you know, so I guess my question to you is kind of moving off you and Jillian just for a second. When you look at LaSalle's and you look at what happened with him, and seven years with a woman and you meet somebody on a show for three weeks and you decide that that's the person that you are in love with. Like, I don't know. What was your take on LaSalle's and Trace and Ashley? Yeah. Um, yeah, that, that was definitely super fucking crazy to watch. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, LaSalle's, I, also have hung out with him and had drinks with him and been able to talk to him, you know, and it's, it's a hard situation and he actually is a good guy. And obviously TV is a whole different ball game, but I think he just took the worst possible route you can take with not wanting to be with your girlfriend anymore. You obviously love this girl, Ashley. Um, and you've obviously been with her for seven years, and that's a long time to be with someone. And if you don't want to be with somebody, then you just need to fucking say you don't want to be with somebody. I think he used this as – I think he already had one foot out the door when they got there. I think he knew what he wanted. Um, and I don't know what he was thinking with the whole Trace situation or the whole Alexa and Megan situation after it all happened. I, I really don't know what was going on through his, going through his head. Um, I personally think it was insane to watch on TV. I was very confused by the whole situation, so I don't even really know what to say about that other than it was absurd. Yeah, I, I think even after all of us watched the finale and the reunion show, I think a lot of us are still confused on what LaSalle's wants. I don't even know. Do yeah. you know? Because obviously, so you guys filmed in the month of September, right? Um, or yes. October. You filmed in September, September. So basically the whole month of September. But then it doesn't yeah. start airing until March, and pretty early in the airing process is when you guys filmed that reunion show. I think you filmed it back in March, right? It wasn't recently. Uh, we filmed it. We filmed it like middle of February. Oh, mid February. Oh, Jesus. Okay. Yeah. So, 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 so now that's three months ago. What is where I, I haven't I haven't gone on Lascelles Instagram. I don't know if he's like given an update or whatever. What is the latest with Lascelles? Do you know? 
What's going on with the cells? He, is he with Trace? Is he is he cool with Trace? Is he with her? Is he cool with Ashley? Is he with her? Like, do you know what's going on? Um, I don't know about him and Trace. Um, I was watching a little bit of his live last night. He was kind of just explaining how TV is and how the words came out of his mouth and he didn't really mean it or along those lines. Um, I know when we were shooting the reunion post-show, um, after we finished the reunion, we we went out and, I mean, him and Ashley seemed like they were on really good terms. Um, I think Ashley made it very clear that she would never be with him again, and I think that's definitely the truth. And I am almost positive nothing is going on there anymore. And she even said that she had a different guy. I don't know if that's still happening. Yeah. Um, but from being around them too, they both seemed like they – we're on good terms enough to be around each other and have a good laugh with some people and not have any drama there. So that's all, that's really all I know about them. And then the Trey stuff was, you know, at the reunion, she found out just like we all did that he had made out with the two other girls at one of the after parties or whatever back in October. Yeah. I mean, long time ago. So she finds that out for the first time. Then she got very upset. She got emotional and so then she was just like, well, wait a second. This was before you came out and spent a weekend with me. And even though when they did have that weekend together, they both admitted the spark wasn't there like it like it was on the island. But still, it's hurt, it hurts to hear that, wait, you even if it was drunk and it was silly or whatever, and it wasn't anything serious, he didn't have sex with them, he just you know drunkenly made out with them at a club, it still hurt her to know that you yeah. did that and then came out and saw me. So it's like, wait a second, I don't know what to believe with this guy yeah. along with all the things that he said about the love and I love you. I want you, I want you to be my wife someday. Like just, he just, just not great with words, I guess. It just, he just really struggled yeah, I with don't, what to say. I don't know. I mean, one alcohol is no excuse to ever do anything. It, alcohol just enhances the things that you want to do. Yeah. Um, two, I think LaSalle's is a good guy. He just has issues with, being open and honest with the people that he cares about in any sense. So I think he hooked up with Alexa and Megan and he didn't know how to tell trace about it and was scared and didn't know how to be open and honest about it. And I think that's his issue. He just needs to learn how to be truthful and let that shit out because personally holding in lies for me destroys me inside. Like I have the biggest conscience. So anytime I'm lying about stuff, especially like that, it just eats away at me and I'm sure it was eating away at him too. And he just needs to let that shit out. Yeah. No, it just seems like he really, he really struggled. Like you said, there was a seven year relationship he had with Ashley and it just seemed like they almost, or maybe he, I can't remember which one of them was the one that decided to go on the show, but it was almost like, he knew by going on the show, this was his way of breaking up with Ashley. Like he almost knew going in, I'm going to break up with her. It's just a matter of whether or not I leave single or I find a single uh, there that I'm going to connect with enough to want to leave with her. And he did with trace, but it seemed like they were doomed from the beginning, which brings me back to Jillian and Edgar, because Edgar, as you saw in his confessional, sometimes was saying, Hey, Jillian, uh, basically he's pissed that she brought him there. And he felt like, Almost, I guess, I guess Edgar felt towards Jillian the way LaSalle seemed to feel towards Ashley in that he kind of started to feel that Jillian brought him there to break up with him. Like that was her way, like they were doomed, but instead of, you know, going to counseling or just breaking up, they decided to do it on TV 
Do you think yeah. that? Do you think that Jillian Edgar, that Jillian in her, and, and I think she even said it on the show in Bonfires, like when Mark pressed her on it, she's like, "Yeah, I guess, I guess I really didn't love him, I, or I wasn't in love with him. I love him as a person. Obviously, if you're with somebody for three years, you're going to have love for them. But there is a difference between loving somebody and clearly being in love with them. And it seems like that's what Jillian experienced on the island that she loved Edgar, but was no longer in love with him, and it was almost like this was her way out." Did you feel that way? Um, I possibly, but I don't think she knew that. Um, I think she, you know, it's hard when you're in the relationship, you're always around each other. I think when she got the space, I think she started to figure it out. Um, I never really had that conversation with her, so I don't know what she was thinking internally. Um, from an outside, outside perspective, I think, they came onto the show. I think internally she knew what she really wanted, but she didn't really know yet. And I think the show gave her that opportunity to really find out what she wanted. And I think they did have a lot of love for each other. And I think Edgar was super in love with her coming onto the show, but it's really hard to really know what you want until you're in that situation. I think Jillian started to find out what she wanted. And I think she said it like, I'm finding my independence I'm finding out what I really want in life, and that's amazing. I guess that's what the show's for, right? So, <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, it seems like it it worked. I mean, it does work for some people. Sometimes it works, um, you know, in a positive way where we end in a in a in a proposal, and some people just it works for some people where they realize stuff, you know, about themselves. Um, yeah, you know, like I said, the only other person you had any dates with was Ash. And you saw post-show, and you saw the reunion, and you saw, like, almost a, a Hail Mary proposal by Anya, like, yeah. at, at, the, at the final bonfire, where it was just like, I mean, not, not two seconds after Ash said no, Anya's like, yeah, no, I know. It's almost like he knew she was going to say no. I still don't know why he proposed. I think he knows it was a, it was a last-ditch effort. And I, and I know Hanya took a ton of shit this season from social media. Um, I don't know anything yeah. about the guy. You obviously know him better. You didn't spend any time on the island with him because you spent your time with Ash. But spending time with Ash and what you heard from Ash um, and then knowing what you know about Hanya, what was your take on what happened with them? Yeah, uh, Hanya's definitely the guy I've talked to least of the couples. Um, but from what Ash was saying, you know, I mean – I, I don't really know what to think about Hanya. I mean, this short conversation I had with him, I mean, he seemed like a good guy to me. Um, and I think he did try to work on himself, which shows in the reunion. He seems like a totally different person, um, especially with the haircut. <laughs> but yeah. I think, yeah, that, that was such a weird situation. I don't really even know. I me and Ash were good friends on the island. And I'd like to say that I helped her through some things. And we both had the relationship where we were talking to each other about crazy stuff that was going down in the house. Um, but I think any guy that is in a relationship for a year and a half and is calling your girlfriend, a friend in front of other women and sleeping with other women while you're in a relationship and texting other women. I mean, just don't be in the relationship, man. I mean, you're not in it. You don't really love this person as much as you're saying you do. And if you're sorry about it, it's because you got caught and you're dealing with the consequences at this point. Um, that's what I see from the outside perspective. Um, I'm sure 
when Ash decided she didn't want to be with him anymore and he wasn't getting a video from her, I'm sure it kicked in like, oh shit, maybe this girl was right for me and I fucked this up and now I'm dealing with the consequences. Um, and that happens and you grow from it and I think he did grow from it and I think, you know, he's going to be better and I don't really know. It was a crazy situation. I don't really understand their relationship, but Ash is a good person. I love her. Um, she really grew through the show, so I'm happy for her, and hopefully she finds what she's looking for. I guess I guess the question when it comes to Hanya is, obviously, the stuff that he, all the stuff that he said, the way he treated her pre-show, uh, the, the things that he said, like when he introduced her as a friend and um, slept with other women, obviously completely not acceptable. I guess the question with Hanya now becomes... From the second he didn't get the video from Ash, his whole demeanor changed on the island. And he basically just moped around because he was just like, I want to be with Ash. I, I now know I want to be with Ash. I now know I want this. She's the one for me. I guess the question now becomes, do we believe him? Is is this guy really, did he, did he learn something on the island? Did he realize all the shit that he said and did to Ash pre-show? Does he realize how much it hurt? And is he going to get better from it? That's all I guess we could ask from him as someone who doesn't know him. And we just watched him on a television show. I don't know. Like you said, you know him the least, but did you buy what he was selling at the reunion? Do you think he's, um, kind of re not redeemed himself, but do you, do you think he believes the stuff that he said? Like I need to change. I'm going to change. This is what, if I, if I'm ever going to be successful in any sort of relationship, I got to get, you know, I have to not do these things and not say these things to my women that I'm with. Do you believe him or do you think he's saying that because he knows that's what the audience wants to hear? Because if he doesn't say that, he's going to come across as a complete jerk. Yeah, no, I don't think he had any ill will with the things he said or like trying to cover his ass. Um, you know, I think when you have something and you uh, take it for granted and then you lose it, I think it does kick you in the ass and you go oh shit like i really screwed this up and you know he said something in the reunion he said it's not about the my relationships being toxic it's about my relationship with myself being toxic and i think that's a big thing for anybody to come to senses with is other people aren't the problem i'm the problem yeah um, and i need to work on myself first before i can have anything so i do think he did learn some stuff and I do think he's growing as a person and I hope he is. I, I hope he is. Yeah. That's what, uh, that's what I'm saying. Is this is. like exactly what he said? It's like, that sounds great and it's great rhetoric, but is it true? Is he actually really working on himself? And I guess, you know, only people that are close to him, uh, know. And I just hope, yeah, I hope what he said isn't just words because if he is taking action and he is trying to be better, then he did get something out of this experience. Even though he lost his yeah. girlfriend, then he at least he gained something and realized, I need to change going forward or else I'm never going to have a successful relationship treating women this way. Yeah, definitely. I hope I hope he learned that. Yeah. <laughs> um, so just out of curiosity, when, when the filming ended, even though you and Jillian had pretty much decided on your final overnight date, hey, we're better off friends, did you talk to her post-show from like October until the reunion? Did you guys, first off, did you guys ever see each other and if not did you guys talk at all did you facetime did you text what was the relationship with jillian like post show uh yeah we talked a couple times just checking in on each other seeing how we're doing like being back in the real world after five weeks being in hawaii <laughs> um 
So, I mean, we did talk a couple times, nothing crazy, just as friends, just seeing how we're doing, how we're settling back in of being in real life. It was never anything like, are we going to see each other? Do you want to hang out? Is this going to be something? It was just courtesy text, seeing how we're doing without dismissing the fact that we were on an island together for five weeks or three weeks of shooting. Yeah. Um, so it was us just trying to not dismiss each other. Um, I did see her once um, at... I think it was episode two. We had a big party in Florida, and um, I, I think like half of the cast was there. Um, so I did get to see her there. I talked to her there. Um, I'm in a relationship now, and I had my girlfriend there with me. So I mean, she got to meet her, and we had a good conversation. And me and my girl, or my girlfriend and her, got along. And you know, we're I think we're just friends. You know, it's just yeah, we did had this crazy experience together. It's a lifelong thing that all of us are going to have like that connects us to each other so i think all of us are going to be friends well that, i mean that's good and it's good to hear that and congratulations on uh the relationship because this is a, it's a weird thing when you go on a show like this because you also have to you know not you're technically you know under an nda you can't say anything and you can't like i don't know when you and your girlfriend that you're with right now established hey we're now a couple but whenever it was you couldn't really reveal anything before last night, right? Like you couldn't, you no. obviously couldn't post anything. Um, you couldn't be seen. I mean, I guess you could be seen with her. If somebody noticed, did, well, I guess that's my question. When you were with your girlfriend, however long you guys have been together, did anyone see you out and come up to you and say, Oh, so I guess you're not with Jillian. Like, did anyone, <laughs> did that ever happen? Yeah. Um, yeah, we got together a couple months after the show ended. Um, so we've been together. I, so we got back like October 3rd. I think we started dating like middle of November, so a month and a half um, after the show aired. We started like seeing each other. Um, and we just went on a trip to Spain and Morocco and we were out at a bar in Spain. And uh, we, I actually had three people in Spain come up to me and like watch the show and want pictures. Wow. And they're like, oh, is that your girlfriend? I'm like, oh, yeah. And they're like, oh, thanks for spoiling the show for me. <laughs> But I'm like, I'm sorry. I didn't expect to see people in Spain that watch this show. Like, I yeah. wasn't ready for that. I didn't think they watched um, it live. I figured it was like, in different countries. I thought it aired at different times. But apparently in Spain, no. Yeah, <laughs> well, I mean, I think they were all from the United States. Oh, I think they were gotcha. also just on vacation. And somehow we all ended up in the same bar together at the same time on the same night. So Ah, okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean... <laughs> So when you were in the U.S., um, you guys have not – you guys were not able to or maybe you did. D did you go out with her? Um, in, in the U.S.? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we were, yeah, we were going out. We were doing things. Um, I never had somebody come up and say anything about it. Maybe people saw us, but um, I never experienced anybody saying, oh, you have a girlfriend now, but the show is just airing. And that's what people also don't think it, or don't think about is this show shot in October and it's now what May. Yeah. So, it, you know, there's a lot of time between the time that we finish shooting and the time it starts actually airing and people don't really think about that. Well, that's what I remember most about season three. It was it last season. Yeah. From <laughs> in season three, you had what happened at the end of filming everybody's final bonfire decisions all four final bonfire decisions that happened at the end of filming were different from the time 
the reunion filmed. And then from the yeah. time the reunion filmed to when the time it aired, all four had changed as well. Like it's just, it's, yep. it's very hard when there's that much of a lag and that much of a distance between filming and actually airing. And yeah, I mean, things can change. That's why I'm just like, I'm out of the loop in terms of, I saw what happened on the reunion show, but I don't know what's happened since then. Cause you said the reunion show was in February. That was three months yeah. ago. Like exactly. You know, you've had a girl, you've had a girlfriend, you know, when you filmed that reunion show, you had a girlfriend. It was never brought yep. up, but we find out now that you had a girlfriend. So yeah, I mean, it, it's tough, but I'm glad, you know, I'm obviously, I'm glad it worked out for you. Um, I'm glad that there's no like sniping or any bad mouthing of, uh, of anybody else. It's usually cool to see that. Now, granted, it makes great tea if somebody, you know, it, trust me, at the, the, the reunion show, the really the only tea at the reunion show was finding out that LaSalle's had made out with um, Alexa and Megan. Um, there really wasn't much other tea. So um, it's almost good sometimes to get that. You get your happy love story with, with Luke and Iris, but um, at least... <laughs> Except in Ash's eyes, she doesn't seem to really care for Luke. <laughs> that was a little bit surprising. I just yeah, I was surprised by that too. I didn't know where that came from. Yeah, that was like I mean, I mean, because you know, I don't think we saw much of Ash talking to Iris about Luke on the island. So yeah, we wouldn't have known how she felt about Luke. But to to come out there and say that she hates him and yeah. basically insinuate, yeah, oh, I bet she does cheat on you. You just don't know about it. I mean, that's. That was yeah, kind that's of a, that's a big thing to say. <laughs> so either she knows something and isn't didn't want to out anybody, or that was just a shitty thing to say to Iris. And I don't know where Iris and Ash stand in terms of friendship. Maybe I'll get you know what I'm going to ask Jillian when I interview her because she'll probably yeah. know. I'm sure she talks to. She'll definitely know. Okay, so anyway, Tommy, I really appreciate you coming on and and opening up about this and sharing your time. Like I said, I thought you for a 25 year old. I said this to Casey and Aaron when I had them on. I was like, and this obviously before I spoke to you, I'm like, for a 25-year-old, man, that guy handles himself way different than most guys I would think uh, on this island. Um, so Thank props you. to you, man. Um, congratulations on everything. Congratulations on the new relationship. Thanks a lot for coming on. And uh, obviously, good luck in the future. Thank you so much, Steve. I appreciate you having me on. Um, look forward to talking to you again. Hopefully, we can do this again sometime. You got it, Tommy. All right. Bye. Thank you so much, Tommy, for coming on and talking about that. Like, like I said, for 25 years old, that is very impressive um, because you just don't get that out of a 25-year-old going on a reality show because what's the basically the stereotype that you get? Oh, these guys just want clout. These guys just want to hook up with girls or whatever. And I, just, I never got that impression from Tommy while watching this show, and he's basically backed that up post-show with the fact that he's been seeing somebody and been with her since mid-November. So... Good for him. Congratulations on Tommy. Um, I recorded Tommy yesterday afternoon, and then 15 minutes later, I recorded uh, with Jillian Lieberman, which you will hear right now. So let's get to part two of the interview uh, of this podcast uh, with Jillian. Okay, let's bring her in. You saw her on this season of Temptation Island. She was she came onto the island um, with Edgar. She left single. It is Jillian Lieberman. Jillian, how are you? I'm fantastic. How are you? I'm good. Uh, I just uh, spoke with Tommy, so I don't want to go too much into what he said. I, I will bring up some things, but I do want to talk about your experience on the island. Obviously, it involved two men. 
Edgar and Tommy. So um, if, if something you say uh, in an answer uh, kind of hits on something that I thought Tommy said, I'll, you know, I'll say, oh, yeah, and Tommy said this. But um, I do just want to talk about, you know, your experience on the show. And um, first off, you know, I think a lot of people when we watched this and watched you and Edgar come on this show, uh, especially when you watch the first episode. I mean, when you watch the first episode back and you saw how emotional you got and Edgar got as well, separating from each other, knowing that you were going to be gone for the next month from each other for the first time and probably, uh, probably ever since you guys had been together for three years. When you look back on it, is that a different Jillian than the Jillian that we see now? I think in some ways, yes, and in some ways, no. I think that, um, you know, it's kind of like a, a tragic ending to a beautiful love story that is, you know, aired for everyone to see. So that is like, that is still me. That is still who I am. That's still something that I went through. Um, and I still have a lot of love for Edgar, even though we've been through so much together. So, you know, I wouldn't say that I'm a completely new person from that person who loved him so much. But at the same time, I did grow and change a lot. And this was filmed almost a year ago now. So, you know, so much has happened since then and so much happened on the island that I really learned from. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. It's kind of interesting to watch that because in a way some feelings come up again um, and then in other ways, I'm like, wow, I can't believe that's how that went down. You know, it just it, things are so different now. <laughs> what was what, what would you say the biggest thing is that you took uh, and that you learned either about your relationship with Edgar or just about yourself by doing the show? I think the biggest thing I learned was probably to. um Hmm. I don't know. I learned so many things. It's like, you know, it's, it's hard to pinpoint one. I would say the biggest thing I learned is that it's very important to just be honest and open with the people around you. Um, because you know, the only thing I can do is communicate my, my half and then, you know, see how others react and respond. And I think with the whole situation with Edgar, I think I, you know, wish I had communicated things differently at times. And then with the whole situation with Tommy, I, you know, feel that I really put myself out there and communicated a lot, which is like a little out of my character. Um, and I'm glad I did that. And it was a good thing. It was a learning experience because, you know, even though it wasn't like received exactly how I expected it was a good thing to like just put it all out there. And then I was able to like live my life and, and be free. You know, I wasn't bottling things up. So I guess not bottling things up for sure. Um, but you know, I'm young, I'm still learning. So yeah, we're I mean, it out as we go. Yeah. I mean, I, when I spoke with uh, Casey and Aaron, when I, when I had them on the podcast a few weeks ago, we talked about it and I'm pretty sure that you're the youngest member from a couple they've ever had in four seasons. When you filmed this show, you were 21 years old and you, I believe you're 22 now, correct? Yes, exactly. Yeah. Right. I mean, you, yeah. you're 21 years old in a three year relationship uh, with Edgar. Uh, so it seemingly that this was a guy that, um, was Edgar your first love? 
Yeah, definitely. He was for sure my first love. And I would say, you know, we had a really amazing relationship. It's sad because on the show, they talk about all the drama and all the bad things. But the people who know and love us in real life, like, you know, we really had an amazing bond and we had a great three years together. And, you know, we we made a life together. We made a home together. and We were like a partnership. So, you know, it's really sad that that happens on the show, that they break up partnerships like that. But at the same time, everything happens for a reason. So I'm glad we went through it. Well, when you were on the show and you're talking in the bon- final bonfire, and even bonfires before that, when Mark kind of would would push you on certain things, you know, seemingly the the biggest issue that I think a lot of people watching had with your relationship with Edgar when they watched you guys was, you know, this cheating incident of of him cheating on you a year into your relationship turned into essentially I guess you holding that against him for the two years remaining after that and obviously there was obvious you were hurt and who wouldn't be at that point but it just turned into this vicious cycle where if it wasn't talked about and it wasn't in the open like it was it was almost something to where I think I don't know maybe subconsciously did you feel like hey going on this show is my way out. And I, and not saying that in a mean way, but almost because I believe in a confessional or even out of final bonfire or not the final bonfire, but a bonfire, you know, it was this, it was this push and pull of loving Edgar and still being in love with him. And you essentially felt like, you know what? I, yeah, I love Edgar. I've spent three years with the guy. He's been a major part of my life. He's my first true love, but am I really in love with him right now? Probably not. I don't think I am. And I, that seemed to be the realization that you came to the fair. Well, I mean, I would say, like, in terms of, you know, holding the whole cheating thing against him, like, I think because we were on Temptation Island and we're there to talk about our relationships and talk about the highs and lows, that's why it was talked about so much, like, at exhaust. But I feel like in real life, you know, we went through that experience, we took time to heal, and then we had a really solid you know, relationship after that, even though it would come up every once in a while, but like, it wasn't something that I was always bringing up or resenting him for anything like that. We were able to have, you know, a healthy, good two years. And then unfortunately, when we went to the island and we're like really put to the test, a lot of past baggage came up. So they were digging into wounds that had already healed. And unfortunately, like putting like the knife in further and digging putting salt in it and like really doing everything they could to destroy us. But at the same time, like I had done a lot of work to heal from the trauma of like being cheated on the first time. And I believe that if we hadn't gone on the show, you know, there's a chance that maybe we could have worked through things, but also we went to the show questioning things for a reason and we got answers. So, you know, I think that it's kind of two separate things. Um, you know, the mistakes that we've made on both sides versus the way we feel about each other and how in love we are. Um, and it was it was your decision to go on the show or your idea to go on the show, correct? I mean, listen, it's like, yes, we were sitting together when we got the message about the show. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, this seems like an interesting thing for us to do. And he's like, yeah, it is. And then we kind of went from there. So, I mean, sure, let's call it my decision. I'm totally fine taking that responsibility. 
but also like I didn't drag anyone there. I can't yeah. drag him there, you know? So we, we both wanted to go. We'd never been to Hawaii. We thought it'd be like an interesting experience to meet new people. Um, and you know, obviously we really did meet new people. <laughs> well, I mean, the thing, I mean, the thing is with, with cheating in your background, I guess I need to ask, were you familiar with the show? Did you know what you were going, getting into? Did you so, watch like, previous seasons? I was, I was really like, I didn't know the show. And then once we got the call that we were like going to do this and go through the process, I really did my research, started watching past seasons, like understood what it was about. Okay. Um, and then I like kind of did that with like my family, like my mom and I, but I don't really know. I think Edgar watched a couple of the seasons, but he de- definitely didn't study it the way that I did. <laughs> so I think a lot of times, you know, I like people say sometimes on the internet that I seem almost heartless at bonfires. And I think it's because I'm cool and composed because I'm not, I'm, I'm keeping in mind that what I'm seeing is a manipulated version of whatever's happening at the other house with Edgar. So I'm not going to jump to conclusions and think he's in love with Marissa and think this and that when I just see a poem or I just see them dancing or whatever, yeah. you know, but then once they actually started like having sex, then obviously <laughs> I was like, Oh, okay, this is pretty serious. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I think like I tried really hard not to jump to conclusions. That's why people are like, why is she so, like not reactive right now it's not because i don't love him it's because i understand the situation we're in we're on a tv show called temptation island and i think you know i I wonder sometimes like he even said that i looked at tommy with like loving eyes and i'm like i wasn't in love with tommy like you know and i think you know it's important to realize like like it's not all real what you're seeing when you're there. You know, I would say that for all of the couples, like you have to really take a step back and be like, this is not real. What I'm seeing is like very well, it's um, out of context. It's kind of funny. You talk about your, the the people's reaction to your reaction at bonfire saying that you just kind of were stoic and didn't really react much to it. When on the flip side, you have Edgar, who I believe I didn't write it down or take notes, but I believe Edgar cried every episode. I think I'm all, I'm almost yeah. positive he was crying at some yeah. point during every episode. So, um, with with Edgar, th- there's two things, and I brought this up with Tommy, so I obviously want to get your side, I, or want to get not your side because I think you and Tommy can have the same side on this. But for me, and I and I, and I told Tommy this, and I'll tell you this, and I don't want to dismiss Edgar's feelings. However. Because, you know, he feels the way he feels. But, however, I think most people watching at home, when we saw the first bonfire of Edgar seeing the clip of you and the whole promise ring fiasco, I think a lot of people kind of sided with you on that and were kind of confused on why he let that essentially ruin his first, I don't know, week or two on the island. Because it really did. And it really put him in a in a messed up headspace. And... I don't think you probably ever thought in a million years that that ring promise ring comment was going to send him off the edge like it did. And I just wondering, you know, looking back on it, watching the episode, you know, speaking to Edgar about it post show. What else can you add to that of why that stuck with him so much when it was kind of just a flippant comment by you 
And it's not like you took the ring and threw it. It's not like you took it off and said, I'm never wearing this again. It was just a, you know, I don't know. Like it was, I just couldn't believe he reacted the way he did. Like I said, I want to dismiss his feelings, but shit, I'd love to talk to Edgar about this. I really do. I, I guess he's the best yeah. person to ask about it, but I mean, can you add, well, what can mean, you add to the promise ring fiasco? I mean, it's so interesting to hear you say that because I totally agree with everything you said. Like, you kind of described perfectly how I felt. Um, you know, obviously, we don't know what they're seeing on the other side of the island when we're going through this. Yeah. So I'm thinking, oh, he's seeing me dancing at a party. He's seeing this and that. And then I find out, you know, after everything's done, said and done and we're able to talk to each other, that his first bonfire clip was about the promise ring. And I was very confused. I'm like, I don't even remember saying anything about my promise ring. And I totally do understand how it could have come off to him in such a hurtful way because I think that, you know, that was like um, a very vulnerable time in our relationship when we were rebuilding after him cheating. And it was like, you know, we were just really working hard and he was trying to be a better man. Um, And I think that was like a part of it. And I think you know, he felt super disrespected by that. So his feelings are valid, as you said. But at the same time, like, I genuinely really didn't mean anything. And I didn't even mean that I was going to take it off. I was just saying, like, now that we're on this island, and I'm pretending that I'm single in this like simulation experience, Mm -hmm. like, am I supposed to be wearing this ring? Like, you know, I, I, it was more just like musing over it. Um, exactly like what you said. Yeah. So, um, I definitely was shocked to hear he reacted in that way. And that's kind of what I mean about not reacting to seeing things out of context, because when Tommy and I actually had that conversation, like I wasn't like the second after, Oh yeah, screw this ring. I'm done with it. Whatever. Like, that was like just a very out of context moment. I don't even remember what we said before and after, but probably something like, no, I'll keep it on. Like, you know, it's all good. Like, yeah, probably something complimentary of Edgar at that point. Well, yeah, so, I think Tommy said you didn't take it off until the sex clip with him and Marissa. You can you had it exactly. on the whole time. Exactly. Well, right. And, Cause and, I wasn't sure about our relationship. So I'm not going to go ahead and break the promise when, we haven't had a conversation yet. Yeah. And you know, when we saw the first episode of you guys, you guys, I think at the dinner when Mark asked, if you guys had set any rules for each other, you guys have basically said like, Hey, it's not going to be fun to watch my significant other make out with somebody else. But we've basically set a rule like, Hey, no sex. And, um, I think no, I think there was no, no laying on the bed or maybe sleeping or in the same bed, but sex obviously being the biggest thing. So as we know, you know, we, we saw the clip, um, the very vocal clip of Edgar and Marissa in bed, which is just still to this day. I, I, I said it when I spoke with, uh, with Casey and Aaron, like I, you know, we've seen four seasons now of this show and there, there has been sex. I think every season by at least one couple, uh, having sex on the show, but I, I don't remember a time where they left the sound on as long as they did for the Edgar and Marissa sex scene. That was just... In fact, you know what's crazy? Like, so what you all saw at home was actually not even as long as I was made to watch it at that bonfire. Oh. Like, at the bonfire, I we literally sat there in silence watching it, like, full audio up. (laughs) 
like the four of us and Mark and we were just sitting there and they're just like rolling the cameras and we're just sitting there watching like, huh? Like, is this still going? Is it over yet? Like it was, it was, you know, I mean, I get it. That's how long things take in real life. But I just was shocked at how long the clip was after a couple seconds. I'm like, I get it. I I got the message loud and clear. I got it. I got it. I, I mean, I, like I said, for for viewers, that's the longest I can remember, and we yeah. maybe and we maybe heard what five, ten seconds, but even even that, um, you clearly got a longer clip of that. So I guess my question surrounding that clip is, that was after um, I believe Edgar finally deciding to have sex with Marissa was after he saw the clip in the shower with Tommy and. Um, I don't think that's right. It wasn't after that clip, but it was. No, I don't think so, because I think that that clip of me in the shower was aired the same night as the clip of them having sex, the same okay. bonfire night. So I don't, that couldn't have been possible, but I, I could be wrong, but I believe that that's how that went down. Okay. Yeah, and you, yeah, you could be right. I could be wrong for sure. I, I don't remember, you know, exact. But obviously something put Edgar over the edge to where he decided to move forward and get right. intimate with Marissa in his relationship. And, I mean, I I guess I almost want to start backwards with you and Edgar and find out post-show. Like, when you, you guys obviously left the show, um, you left the show single. He first said he wanted to be single. Then he said, I want to be in Marissa. But the bottom line is, this filmed in September. You have to go back to you wherever you guys were. I'm assuming you guys were living together pre-show. Um, or, actually, or... we were not okay. because that was like something we were figuring out in our relationship. Okay, so when you get ho- when you get back home after this, mm. how soon after you got back home did you speak with Edgar? Like, what what was the relationship with Edgar once you got back back all the way back in October? Oh, well, I mean, as soon as we got our phones back, we immediately texted and called each other. Okay. Because we hadn't been able to talk the entire time we were there, except for at the final bonfire. And literally when I left and got in the car, I didn't see him again. Like, that was it. Um, So as soon as I got my phone back a few days later when we were done filming, we texted, called each other. And then as soon as I got back to Florida, because, you know, it's like a long travel for me. So I didn't really have, like, the ability to talk, whatever. Um, but we were texting back and forth and I was mostly just asking questions. Okay. Um, yeah. And then, um, when I came back to Florida, we had like, I would say like a five hour phone call where we like just went over every little detail. I mean, I asked him so many questions and yeah, we just kind of recapped the whole experience and told each other everything we couldn't tell each other for the last five weeks. Um, which was crazy. And then we just, now we talk periodically. Um, we're still friends, but you know, that's, that's kind of pretty much the extent of our relationship. I think we're always there for each other. Um, and I'm really grateful for that. So when you were talking to him post show and asking him, like, I'm sure you did like a ton of questions that you had for him, I guess if I were you, and I'm, I'm sure you asked this in some way, shape, or form, what was the reason that he decided to get intimate with Marissa when you guys had established a no-sex rule? Why did he do it? 
Um, I mean, I don't think I can answer on behalf of him, but I think that this is what I remember him telling me. Yeah. That the reason was, I think, was because he thought that I was done with our relationship at that point. Mm-hmm. So he thought he, I guess, had permission to go full force on with Marissa, um, even though I personally, um, like, I I do see why he could assume that our relationship was over from what he was seeing in his clips. But I personally did not indicate to him that our relationship was over on purpose and I wanted to wait until we had a conversation to actually end the relationship, you know? Yeah. Um, so I think we are going through this experience and I wasn't trying to send any messages to him, but I do understand the messages that could have been portrayed. Of course, of course. And he, um, it basically, he just, it seemed like you guys handled the clips way differently. Edgar, you know, read into the promise ring thing and then, you know, everything that you, everything else that he saw, he just immediately turned into, oh, well, this must mean Marissa must, I mean, not Marissa, um, this must mean Jillian uh, didn't care about me during my three years in our relationship. I can't believe she would do this. And he, he jumped to a lot of conclusions to whereas you looked at clips and like you said, you were just never going to take any clip and totally act upon it. Yeah. Even when I ended up seeing them having sex, like it didn't really change anything for me on my journey. In fact, it made me pull back with Tommy because I was like, wow, "Wow, like this whole situation has really gone so far. And I really did think, you know, when he had sex with her, like not from like an egotistical standpoint, but just like from our relationship standpoint, like I think that's going to maybe be a big regret because you know, not that like him and Marissa don't have a good connection. I do think it's good for them to explore that connection. But I think just like, you know, the way we hurt each other, like I regret it on my end and I think he regrets it on his end. And I think, you know, that's like a, a tragic plot point in our a tumultuous love story, you know, and it's like I I think we both wish that we both didn't have to go through you know, the joy and pain that all that brought. Well, Tommy, just so you know, Tommy said the same exact thing. He goes, if anything, after Jillian saw that clip, she, you would think maybe some women would react and be like, oh, well, if he's going to do that, then I'm going to go have sex too. And he said, she did the opposite. She goes, she basically pulled the exact same phrase you used. She pulled back. And, um, which I I guess is good because you don't want to, do something like that basically out of revenge. Because if you would have ended up sleeping with Tommy, I think everyone watching would have been like, oh, she only did that because she just saw Edgar have sex with Marissa. And it really, you know, it really probably would have complicated things even more. And, um, yeah. And also like, I just, I knew for myself, like, you know, people again, like I read comments on the internet and stuff all the time because this is just the world we live in. And, I see people saying, you know, like, oh, like if Tommy would have wanted to be with her, she would have been with him. But honestly, genuinely, I would have never gone farther than I did with Tommy because, um, you know, I'm just not comfortable doing those things on camera and I never will be. I'm just not that kind of person. Yeah. You know, so I'll kiss on camera and I'll cuddle on camera and I'll even take a shower with clothes on. Yeah. On camera. But like, I don't want to be 
butt naked and I don't want to be doing anything sexual on camera like that. I'm, yeah. I'm a fun girl. I like to dance and have a good time, but it's, it's just, I, I don't have sex unless I'm in a committed relationship. And also I just wouldn't do that on camera. So anyway, nothing against anyone who has done that, but I think it was just not going to happen um, for us. And it didn't feel good to continue a relationship with Tommy when I was like in so much pain over Edgar and seeing him with Marissa. And also I really wanted to get ready for the final bonfire. I had a priority going there, which was my relationship with Edgar. And as we were getting closer to the final bonfire, I'm like, wait a minute. I don't want to be distracted with any drama with Tommy. I just want to focus only on, you know, what I'm going to say what I want, what I'm, what I can do, how I can make things right. And you know, all that stuff for the final bonfire. I mean, I think it was handled really well. And Tommy said the same thing. Like uh, you guys, I guess it was on the final date maybe with you guys where it was just determined, like we're attracted to each other. There's clearly sexual tension there, but we're just better off as friends. Cause I, as the, as the season was going on before that final date with Tommy, I thought you were going to leave with Tommy. Like, I knew you weren't leaving with Edgar just based on what I saw. I was just like, there's no way she's going back to him. But there was a part of me that thought you were going to leave with Tommy because all we saw, every date you went on was with him except for one. He went on one date with uh, with Ash. And, you know, it was just, it was the Tommy and Jillian show for, in terms of your, <laughs> for your particular storyline. It was, there was no other guys ever involved. It was every right. time there was a party you know, whatever the parties were that you guys had, it was, you know, you and Tommy are all over each other. And then it wasn't until that final date where I was like, Oh, I didn't realize they were just going to leave us be cool with it and just be like, yeah, we really like each other. But I think it just now granted, obviously logistics play a big part in that when you're in Florida and he's in California, it's like, yeah, how could this possibly work? And then the whole aspect of you guys just deciding, Hey, I think we're better off as friends. Tommy thought it, you thought it. And I guess just as a viewer, uh, I think a lot of viewers saw you guys as a couple and thought that maybe you guys could, but it sounds like you guys did talk about you and Tommy did talk about deeper stuff and realized this wasn't going to work post Hawaii. Yeah. Well, you know, honestly, not, not to burst the bubble of the Tommy and Jillian show, as you call it, <laughs> which I think is so funny. Oh my God. Um, but not to burst that bubble, but honestly, like we had a connection right away cause we had, you know, that chemistry, that, you know, connection and we're young and we like to laugh and we are good friends. And, um, I think we had that connection. We went on a great first date, but then we kind of realized, or I guess I should only speak for myself. I kind of realized like pretty quickly, like on the second date or, you know, definitely by the third date we knew and we were living in the same house. We knew like it was not going to work for each other. And I think if it was real life, Tommy and I probably wouldn't have gone on more than one or two dates, but you know, there's Hmm. only four girls on his side. There's 12 guys on my side. Like, you know, out of all of the people there, I definitely had the best connection with him. And you're going on all these romantic dates in Hawaii. Like, it's really hard not to, like, feel butterflies and, like, 
you know, you're with like an attractive person, like it's like a fun time, you know, and everyone is like, you guys are so cute together. Everyone's in your ear saying all those sort of things. So it's really easy to like fall into the fantasy. Um, but I think, you know, in real life, we, we definitely wouldn't have gone past that first date that we had, or maybe the second date. And I think that's probably a mutual thing, which is totally fine. But again, what else are we going to do? I'm not going to pick one of the other people who I like less. Um, so yeah, yeah, we just kind of kept rolling with it, kept having a good time, you know? And I think we both knew two things. One that it would never go past a certain point physically on or off camera. And two that, um, we would never leave together because I never wanted to leave with a single that I met. I always knew I would either leave with Edgar or I would leave by myself. I would never leave with a single that I met on the show because I don't think that's respectful to the person I went there with. So saying that, or were you shocked that Edgar did leave with somebody? I think there was a lot that went into that decision. I honestly don't think, um, you know, like, I think it... uh, because, because he had first my words wisely here <laughs> because he had first you know he had first said um i oh, want to you know i, I want to leave single and then mark kind of pressed him and he said you know what I, you know let me talk to marissa and then i want to leave with her so it's like it's almost like yeah. you know it wasn't like it was a done deal like boom i'm leaving with marissa no doubt about it, it he had to be yeah. kind of coached into it maybe I think that leading up to it he had told marissa he wanted to leave with her But I think he knew deep down that he wanted to leave alone because I think he knows that's what's best for him as he talked about in the reunion. And I agree. Yeah. I think when he was at the final bonfire, as you said, Mark pressed him and, you know, they had already set up the fact that he was going to leave with her. She believed it. He had said it, you know, it's not that hard to nudge him if it's something that he'd already said he was going to do. Yeah. And, um, yeah. So he decided to quote unquote leave with her, but they didn't really continue a relationship off the Island, you know? And I think deep down he really did want to leave alone. And I think if they hadn't nudged him on that, he would have probably left alone. So, you know, I don't really know, but then I do watch it back and I see them like kissing and rejoicing and I'm like, wow, we just broke up. Uh, I was crying in the car and you're kissing and rejoicing. That's a little wacky, but uh, yeah, no, I was a mess. I mean, I was a mess. So it was just that, that felt a little weird to me, Um, but I don't really know. It's all, it's all kind of weird (laughs) yeah no it's a it's a it's a crazy ass experience for sure and when i spoke with tommy about the um you know the edgar stuff and watching the reunion the other night you know you watch the reunion and a lot of the single you know the singles even guys who didn't even spend time with edgar on the island you know were saying you know we we got audio clips of them whispering to each other like they felt so bad for him and they really like Edgar seems like a really good guy. Like even though that he had sex with Marissa on camera when he made a pact with you that he wouldn't and then decided to leave with Marissa, everyone still felt bad for Edgar and you heard them say it on the reunion. Like he's such a good guy. I feel bad for him. Like 
What are your thoughts when people say they feel bad for Edgar after kind of what he did to you on the show? Um, you know, I think he is a good guy. And in a lot of ways, I also feel bad. Um, I think that I understand where they're coming from. But I also think that they don't know our relationship before the show. And I think that the first time he cheated on me um, was just such like a monumental event in our relationship in both of our lives. And I think everyone around us at the time really knew that. And um, it just, it really changed things. And I think, you know, for it to happen a second time on the show, like, again, I'm not saying he isn't a good guy. I think he is. I just think that for me, like, I just was hurt in such a deep way. And there's been mistakes on both sides. So I understand that he's been hurt as well. Um, But I don't know. I think it's really difficult when people only know parts of the story. Um, In every relationship, on or off TV, there's so many things that happen behind closed doors and things you don't hear. And, you know, that's why relationships are hard sometimes because it's just between the two of you to figure it out. Um, But, yeah, that was a really dark time. And How how um, did you get through it with him? Because that was a year into your relationship, and you guys still were two years after that before you go on this show. How did you guys deal with him cheating I mean, on he you? Did a, he did a lot of work to make up for it, and I pretty much was assured that he would never do it again. And, you know, he really did everything in his power to make it up to me and be the guy, you know, the loyal, trustworthy guy that I would want. Hmm. Um So, and again, that's why he is a good guy. And I agree with all the things the guys were saying and everyone was saying. Um, And, you know, I I understand that at the reunion, I definitely gave him a piece of my mind. But at the same time, you know, I was just feeling very hurt and I was really angry. And, you know, I'm, I'm glad I didn't do or say worse because I really was just in a very broken state after like rewatching the whole season and realizing that everything's been over and, you know, just, just, it was really, really getting to me at that point. So, um, yeah, I, you know, definitely was emotional, but I'm, I'm only human. Um, and yeah, I, I, I have talked to Edgar since and we've resolved things anyway. Yeah. And that's good. Like you said, you guys are friends. You're obviously not in any sort of relationship with him. I don't think that even down the line after he, I mean, I don't know. I don't, I don't see you being able to, I'm not saying you could never trust the guy again, but that seeing, seeing your boyfriend have sex with someone on camera uh, on a television show that other people got to watch as well. I think that would just be, it'd be such a huge obstacle to overcome. I don't know. Maybe you could, but I, 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 if I had I to put my bet on it and really say, like, no, I don't know if it's an obstacle that I want to overcome. I think yeah. I could overcome that obstacle, but I think as of right now, like I'm living my life, he's living his life and you know, everything's fine. Um, and yeah, there's like a lot that just, will always be the tweet be between the two of us and i like it that way because temptation island and the world and the internet and friends and everyone just has a crazy way of meddling 
with everything. Well, yeah, and, and that's yeah. why we do this, right? Yeah. So people can have some entertainment. Yeah, I mean, and look, I mean, you you saw it, and I mean, I saw a few things. You know, after the shower scene aired of you and Tommy in the shower, everyone just assumed, like, well, what is she getting so mad at? She had sex with Tommy, and you're like, no, we didn't. But everyone just totally. assumed that because they saw two people in a shower. Um, I know. But you guys were fully it's clothed. Crazy. It's not like you were in a shower even naked. You guys were fully clothed. Well, not fully clothed. You I know. Have, you didn't have a shirt and jeans on, but I mean, you know what yeah, I mean. Like exactly. You, so, you know, so it's like, suits, yeah, so. exactly. So I'm just, so I, I get where it can get taken out of, out of context, but you know, for you and I, and, and I wanted to ask you this because it's probably the, the biggest thing that I, and I want to know from you, um, was there a part of you? Cause when I, when I saw that, I can't remember which bonfire it was. I think it was either two or three when Mark kind of pressed you about your relationship with Edgar and how you felt. And you were just like, you know, this whole idea of. You know, it sounds cliche, but it is very true. You can be, you can absolutely love someone with all your heart, but not be in love with them anymore. And it seemed like mm-hmm. that's what the the point that you got to when Mark kind of pressed you with that, which was, you know, do you love him or are you, you know, are you still in love with him or are you just, and you got to a point where you're like, I know, I don't, essentially, I don't think I'm still in love with him. And maybe I just, maybe, maybe I'm now just realizing that. Is that, is that when you, it really hit you that maybe you weren't in love with Edgar or that, or that you thought you were in love with him or had you kind of known that and you just didn't know how to act upon it? Where, where were you at that particular bonfire when you said that? I think like I was totally realizing it in the moment mm, okay. when I was on the Island and in that experience, um, you know, when we went there, like we like had, like blissful pictures and videos from like quarantining in Hawaii, like just before, like we were totally still in love, like a hundred percent. Yeah. Um, but you know, he, as a boyfriend, Edgar would always like shower me in so much love, you know, cook for me, like do a lot of lovely things for me as I would do the same in return. Poems. Um, But I think having, yeah, the poems, you know, <laughs> but like all that stuff, having like all that that we would do for each other, like we just had such a deep connection because of that. Um, so I think, yeah, we were totally in love. And then we went to the island and spent time apart. And, you know, he wasn't doing those amazing things for me all the time. And I wasn't doing whatever for him. And yeah, we were able to make connections with other people and, and, you know, realize that one, we can be okay with other people and two, we can be okay alone. So yeah, it's, it's really sad though. You know, it was really hard. Oh, I can imagine. And like I said, you, you're, you're young. You're, I'm, 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 I'm more than twice as old as you. And I, I Mm -hmm. know what it, I know what it's like at 21 years old to have that type of relationship with somebody, your first love or whatever. And, you know, you've got a lot, obviously a lot ahead of you. And, um, I think, you'll realize, you know, when you look back on it, it's a you, you learn from every relationship that you're ever in. You're going to learn from this experience, whether it was on the Island, uh, your, your time with Tommy, your time with Edgar. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's a giant learning experience. It, and, and one thing that I, another thing that I wanted to talk about with you, which, which was something that you said on the show that I think a lot of people took out of either out of context or took it the way I don't think you meant it. And it was when you were having your conversation with Tommy and you were talking about how essentially 
mean, the words that came out of your mouth, I they came out of your mouth, but I think they came out maybe differently than how you wanted them to. Were you yes, ba- were you I basically know exactly what you're talking about with the red flag thing? Well, yeah, but you basically said that men have basically thrown themselves at you your whole life, and to me, um, you know that the, to me, if that if that if that has been the case, that means you you immediately have had the upper hand in in almost every relationship, and then Tommy came back to you with. Well, hey, I, I essentially I'm just one. It's not my style. That's just what he said on the podcast. He goes, it wasn't my style, and you know, I just I just think that two people need to, um, you can need to give each other space. And it seems like I guess guys that you have been with in the past, would you say that they, I, I don't know, you know, smothered you, or was it just a lot of love bombing? How, when you said that, that guys have basically thrown themselves at you. Like, can you can you expand on it further because it's not going to be edited <laughs> you can be able to explain yourself more thoroughly here i don't think it you meant it as some sort of you know self-absorbed narcissistic comment that you know all men want me but i know that some people seem to take it that way which i felt kind of bad because i didn't think i never took it that way when you said it so can you just expand on that when you say the men in your life have kind of done that towards you and felt that way towards you Yeah, I mean, I definitely don't think that the way people perceived it is what I meant at all. Um, I feel like saying, like, it's hard because I don't even remember what I was saying at this point. But um, I feel like what I was saying is that, like, in my relationship with Edgar, you know, um, I always, we we always were together all the time and we'd always do like things with like my friends and stuff because I wanted to see my friends, but then we still always wanted to be together, you know? So we would end up doing like my activity, seeing my friends, this and that. Right. And I would want to do the same things like on his side, but for some reason it just always ended up being not always like he had his own things too, Um, I guess what I'm trying to say is that I wanted a relationship with like a little bit more space and freedom so that I can like have a wine night with the girls while he went out with the guys. Um, And I thought that like having some time apart going on the island, we could find a little bit more of that balance and remind each other of like who we are as individuals and then come back together as like a stronger couple. Um, So, you know, I did not mean at all that I want a guy to be on me 24 seven. Like that's what I need. Because I, I don't think that's a healthy relationship, as you can see with Edgar and I. Um, but, yeah, I think I just – we fell into that sort of thing. And, you know, we always wanted to be with each other attached at the hip. And that's not always the most healthy way to be. So I wasn't saying that's what I want. I was more saying that that's what I was, like, used to. Yeah, that's what I meant. Like, you had said, like, this is the way men have been with me. And it – I just know that some people took it the wrong way as like she making it seem like she's God's gift to men or something yeah. like that. And I didn't No, you know, I didn't like, at not at all. Not at all. Like that's not even like necessarily, you know, what I want because I don't think that like can really build a healthy relationship. Yeah. Um, but I also, you know, I don't know, like that was just I was like used to being like very cherished and adored in my relationship with Edgar and that, that I really did like a lot. Like that was something that I always look for in a partner is to feel cherished and adored. So I think there's a way to find a balance. 
So I just wanted to, I mean, I thank you for so much for, for going over all this and kind of opening up about your relationship with Edgar. I think a lot of the things you said are, are just not stuff that got easily conveyed uh, on television. So thank you for that. I, I do want to talk to you about a couple of the, the other couples because, um, you know, I asked Tommy, so I want to ask you. I think you might know more because you're more in touch with, obviously, the girls from your season, Ashley and Iris yeah. and, and Ash. Um, you know, we watched the reunion show. I think everybody, even after watching the finale and the reunion show, are probably still confused about LaSalle's and the things that he says and does to women. And I don't even know... I. Tommy had mentioned that LaSalle's went live last night after reunion and I guess tried to explain himself even further. I didn't see it, so I don't know what he said. Um, but on the uh, leaving the reunion show, I'm still confused on what LaSalle's wants, uh, who he's with, if he's with, did he try and get back with Ashley? Is he trying to get back with Tr- Trace? Like, can you update us on what's what you know to be going on? Um, is he with either of them? As far as I know, LaSalle's is not with either of them. Okay. Um, because Trace is in Los Angeles and Ashley's in New York living her life. Um, so as far as I know, he's not with either of them. He's not with Alexa as far as I know. Um, and yeah, I think, you know, it just after the show, him and Ashley were broken up. Him and Trace like tried, but fizzled out, whatever. And then him and Alexa like had their like one little thing but I don't know that he really like wants to pursue a relationship with any three of those women. Okay. Um, And I think that he just like got confused in the temptation Island mess. (laughs) He sure did because he's telling a bunch of women how much he loves them and wants to be their wife or wants there to them to be their, his wife. I know, but that's what I mean. Like, that's kind of like what I'm saying too, about like the whole, you know, you're on an island going on these romantic dates. Everyone's telling you, oh, you're perfect for each other, this and that. Like, I could see that happening with Edgar and Marissa. I could even see that happening with me and Tommy. Like, it's just an easy situation to fall into. Now, some of us are gra- grounded in reality a little bit more than others. I would say, unfortunately, <laughs> LaSalle's was not grounded in reality on Sensation Island Season 4 that much. But... um he does have redeeming qualities and I do love LaSalle's. Yeah. I mean, I don't think anyone faults anyone for falling for someone else on this show when, you know, as we all know, when it comes to reality TV, especially reality TV dating shows and well, even other shows, you know, you have no contact with your family, your friends, your phone, the internet, a TV, anything. So when your whole focus is only the other guys that are living with you and in LaSalle's case, the women that were living with him, he developed a connection for somebody that was probably stronger because that's all he could focus on was Trace and had no one else. And yeah. and that's, and that's, you know, we've talked about it numerous times on this podcast. It's a form of Stockholm syndrome where it's just this thing where you're just in this bubble. And of course your feelings are going to be ramped up and more intense because that's all you have every day is to think about this person and hang out with this particular person. But, you know, like you said, Edgar was able to, you know, develop something with Marissa. Yes, he did have sex with her. But if if you saw, and I'm sure it wasn't pleasant as we went over watching that, but I think if you saw Edgar say the things to Marissa that LaSalle's said to Trace, I think you would have probably been more upset at that. 
Well, I was pretty upset when I heard on the final overnight date that he said that they're like the best friends they've ever had because that was something that like we were to each other because first and foremost we were best friends before we were boyfriend and girlfriend um and so to hear that was almost like it's not to the level of lasalle telling tracy wants her to be his wife but to me it, it really did hurt like kind of you know in a similar way so you know yeah it's definitely hurtful to hear those things and um I think what you said about like not having your support system and having everyone around you is so true, especially in LaSalle's case. Like he was with Ashley for seven years. We thought they were the ones who were going to get engaged. Like, and I think that they were just so dependent on each other that the second that, you know, they were not together, he totally spiraled. And then who was there? Trace. He didn't have his mom. He didn't have anybody, you know? So, and if everyone around you is telling you, Oh, go for trace, go for trace. that's your support system the people in the house and the producers of course you're going to listen to them you know because you can't talk to your mom who's going to tell you what are you doing you're on a reality tv show your girlfriend just down the street you know yeah so yeah and you have you know you had seven years with ashley and you're telling a woman after three weeks that you're in love with her and you want her to be your wife it just you don't you don't do that i don't care how much you thought you you were in love with trace you don't do that it's just it's it's disrespect and um, oh it's to- like oh my god we were so livid you have no idea we were we were just we, we couldn't get over it to this day i like i can quote what he said because i can see it in my mind when he told her that like and ashley's sitting there expecting her to get herself to get a ring after this whole experience because you date for seven years of course you're going to get married how much longer do you need and then he's sitting there saying that to another woman. It was just, it was just, Ashley doesn't deserve that at all. It what, was just insane. What was more shocking amongst you four women? Seeing the clip of what LaSalle said to Trace or seeing the Edgar Mariska clip? I would say they're pretty much equal. We go back and forth. <laughs> really? Um, <laughs> yeah. I would say maybe, like, I don't know. I can't really say the Edgar and Marissa clip because for me that would sound like a very self-centered thing to like pick, be like the thing that hurt me was the thing that hurt everyone the most. Yeah. But um, I would say that like that was one of the more shocking clips in Temptation Island history. But then again, so was like the LaSalle's thing. I mean, like he literally was saying, I want you to be my wife. And, you know, they just met. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah it, they're pretty much equal or I don't know both bad okay the last one i wanted to bring up because obviously it seems like luke and iris are great although there's one one thing i want to say about them or talk about with them but i want to talk about the hanya ash thing and just really only this point because this is the point i brought up with tommy and he said he really hadn't had much interaction with hanya at all so he can't really speak on it you maybe know hanya a little bit more maybe you know him a little bit more through ash but obviously the second Ash did not leave him a video message. Hanya kind of did a 180 on the island, and it all turned into, oh, my God, I'm losing the love of my life. I can't believe I treated her this way. She's the one for me. I want to be with her. I'm going to propose to her. The proposal ended up being a total joke because it it really was a Hail Mary effort, it seemed like, because two seconds after she said no, he was just totally understanding about it. Like he, I think he even knew that she was never going to say yes to that. It just because he handled it so well when she said no he didn't even put up a fight he he just seemed like he knew that she was going to say no but when he got to the reunion show and hanya talks about i know the way i talk to women um 
and you know the way I spoke to some of the women on the show and the fact that I was cheating on Ash and the fact that I had you know was open to a, a threesome or an open relationship whatever the case may be you know him saying he needs to work on himself and that is all great and it's and it's words and it's rhetoric so I guess my question to you is and what I want to ask you do you believe Hanya when he says what he did on the reunion show do you think that he's sincere when he says he knows he needs to work on himself and is he working on himself or do you think he just said it because if he doesn't say it he comes across as a jerk I think he totally said that from a genuine place. Okay, I think good. he's doing the work that he can with the tools that he has. I think some of us were dealt a better toolbox, quote unquote, growing up than others of us. So when you re- need to like learn and grow and reach into that toolkit, sometimes it's easier than others for you to do that work. So I think, you know, he's, doing the best he can. Um, I believe in him. And I really do think he said that from a genuine place. And I think we're all just trying to do the best that we can. Good. Because I, I I hope that, you know, it wasn't just rhetoric. uh, So he can come across saying like, Hey, you know, I'm going to work. I need to do this. And then he goes back to his old ways because then it's just like, now your words mean nothing. Okay, good. I'm glad to hear that. And then finally, and then finally with Luke and Iris, I think the thing that shocked anybody was just out of left field. Ash telling us she hates Luke. Like, where the fuck did that come from? I had no idea. Like, obviously, we wouldn't have known that because I don't think they showed many conversations between Ash and Iris on the island talking about Luke. But for her to just blurt out at the reunion, I hate you. I've never liked you. And basically insinuating that she thinks he's cheated on Iris and Iris just doesn't know about it. Can you give any sort of clarification to where she would come up with something like that or why she said it? Um, I think that that comes probably a little bit more from Ash and her experiences and, you know, past situations um, than actually who Luke is. Yeah. Um, You know, I think that he was maybe just a target. Um, But I do think that perhaps she sees things in him that she's seen in people in the past who have hurt her. So she's projecting it on comment. Yeah, that's where that comment came from. But I don't know. I got to tell you, the emotions were so high at the reunion. It's like I, as I said before, I'm glad it didn't go worse. And it was already pretty bad. Um, it was just a really tough time. They had us locked in rooms before for like a long time. We couldn't have our phones. It was just a stressful trip. Um, so, (laughs) you know, I would say, yeah, people said a lot of things. I don't know what that was about really. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a pretty bold accusation to throw out there that I think Luke, you know, I think he's cheating on you and you just don't know about it. It's like, okay, well, are you just saying that as an opinion or or do you know something? Because you gave zero examples. Not you. I don't think her. that there's really anything to know because if there even was something to know, I don't think Ash would be the person to know it. Yeah. So I don't think that there's any reason to like take that comment as like, oh, there's more information. I don't really think there's more information with Iris and Luke. They're pretty good and chill and ready to get married. Good. No, that's uh, it was good to get uh, – 
it's always good to get at least one good, you know, ending out of these couples. It's always fun yeah, to course. get that. I mean, come on. I would hope so. God, is the world really so messed up that one couple can't survive? Jeez. <laughs> well, you know, it's funny because I think, uh, let's see. I'm just off the top of my head. Nobody from two ended up making it. Nobody from, well, Shari and Javen are still together. And then obviously yeah. Julian and Kristen are still together. And then. Luke and Iris. So it seems like everything but season two has had a, a couple that have are still have made it uh, through this gauntlet of <laughs> Temptation Island. Um, but yeah, I mean, it you know, it's like I've like I've told every couple that I've ever spoken to or single that I've ever spoken to that has come on this podcast, which has pretty much been everybody from all four seasons, is that while I think in real life, if you're at this quote unquote crossroads in your relationship this probably isn't the place to go try and figure things out. It's probably just better to talk things out or, or go see a counselor, but we appreciate you guys doing it because it's <laughs> certainly a lot of entertainment for us, the viewers. Um, because like I said, like, you know, the show like temptation Island, if all four couples go to the Island and all four couples leaves happily, while it's, I'm sure great for them, that's not good TV. You know, we want to see exactly. the hookups. We want to see the hookups. We want to see the quote unquote cheating um, because that's what makes it juicy. And it just wouldn't be as entertaining of a show if everybody just got there and said, yep, that's I, now I know this is the one I want to be with. And uh, I want to leave with my girl. And the girl says the same thing. It'd just be like, OK, well, then why we even watch for 11 weeks? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. You know? I totally agree with you. But before the show, before the show started, did you think. Obviously, you had no idea what to what to expect and what to predict. But if you were to put yourself back before the show started, did you think there's no way I'm not leaving without Edgar? Like we're gonna make it through this, or did you think I don't know what's gonna happen between us? I really, I really don't. I think that I was pretty gun ho about leaving together, and yeah. then as soon as we got there, even before we got split up, I was like, "Oh wow, this is not what I expected up at all." So. You know, I don't really know. I'm thrown off course now. I don't really know what's going to happen from here. So that's kind of where I was at, I think. I hear you. Well, Jillian, thank you so much uh, for coming on. Yeah. I really appreciate it. It's Um, my pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, my gosh. No, thank you. Uh, It'll be up um, tomorrow, and um, everyone will get to listen, and it'll be with uh, Tommy's will air right before. You can listen to what Tommy said. But like I said, he was very complimentary of you. Um said a lot of the same things that you did when it comes to your relationship with Tommy. So, um, but it was, I, I appreciate you opening up a little bit more about your relationship with Edgar that we didn't get to hear or see about on the show. So I wish you all the best in, uh, in the future. Good luck with everything and um, certainly keep in touch. Oh, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. And this has been a lovely talk. I'm so glad we had the chance to do this. Thanks Jillian. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you so much to Jillian as well. I hope you all enjoyed that. Um, the show is really, like I said, and I'll say it to I've probably repeated myself so many times talking to these Temptation Island people, but, you know, let's be honest. This isn't a way to go about settling whether or not you should be with the person that you're with. You know, this crossroads, you know, all four couples at a crossroads in their relationship is this the person I want to be with? Well, because you're, you're literally putting yourself 
you're throwing yourself into a fire by going on a show called Temptation Island. The whole point is, are you going to cheat or are you not? And that doesn't, and it doesn't even necessarily mean, well, I didn't cheat. I made it through it. So this is the person I want to be with because you could find out something about yourself or about your partner that you didn't even really expect. So while, you know, I think any other couple that's at a crossroads, whether it's one or two or three years or seven years in the case of LaSalle's and Ashley in their relationship, you know, I think most people would just be like, let's go see some counseling. Uh, let's just be more open, more communicative with each other. But I give all these people the credit in the world, thank, and, or I just thank them uh, for, for entertaining us and going on these shows and deciding that this was the way they wanted to determine whether or not the person they came to the island with is the person for them. Um, I'd never do it in a million years. And I'm not talking about now because, you know, going to be 47 in four days. So uh, I'm not I'm not the age range for this show. But in my 20s, I'd, no, I'd never be interested in uh, going on a show like this with my girlfriend. It just would never have happened. Um, but I don't fault anyone who does because it gives me good topics to talk about on the podcast and I really am interested in these people's thought process once they get out there. Like I said, one, what they thought beforehand, once they were in it, what happened post-show. There's just so much more than the 11 episodes that we get during the season of watching it. But it's really good television. I think it's a much better show, actually, than The Bachelor and Bachelorette. I wish it would catch on even more, and I hope it sticks around forever. I hope they produce it one season every year. Hell, I hope they do two a season to a calendar year. I hope it gets to, to be that popular, but um, uh, hopefully I'll have some more of them on the future. Obviously we only had two so far with Jillian and Tommy. We had Mark Wahlberg on at the beginning of the season. Hopefully we'll get more of the people that you just watched on the show. I'm going to reach out and um, yeah. So thank you to Tommy and to Jillian so much uh, for coming on and really being open and honest about what went down in Hawaii. Thank you all for listening. Please rate, subscribe, and review an Apple podcast. It is much appreciated. So for Tommy Soltis and Julian Lieberman, I'm Reality Steve. Thank you all for tuning in. And we will talk to you next week. See you!